this is Kenny Omega. We're listening to One Nation Radio. Check it out, guys. These guys know what's up. Big Kenny Omega fans. That's all that counts to me. Goodbye and good night. Thanks. This is Mike Semper Baby from WrestlingObserver.com. Check me out on Wrestling Observer Live every day. And also check out your boys, Rich and James, on One Nation Radio. Woo! He now rocking with One Nation Radio. Welcome to the program. James Boy, Richard Ladder, and a couple friends. With the show for your wrestling needs. Shopping off the rest of the IWC. We gon' tell her how it is. We gon' shoot from the hip. If they putting out trash, we gon' rip them to bits. Make sure that you tweet us and you rate the shows. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Now let's get it on the road. Hey. One Nation Sports. One Nation Sports. One Nation Sports. Welcome to One Nation Radio. And now, here are your hosts, Rich Latta and James Boyd. And thank you for listening. SocialSuperSports.com. Welcome to the February 18th edition of One Nation Live. James, what's going on, man? Wakanda forever. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing else to say. Nothing more to say. Run it. Yes, um, uh, Wakanda forever indeed. Um, this is One Nation Live. I am Rich. Um, sitting here with James. Uh, we definitely watched Black Panther uh, last week, and that was an experience in itself. Uh, me not really watching many of the uh, Marvel movies or superhero stuff because I'm not really into the fake stuff. So He said on a wrestling podcast. Yeah, you know, um, it, it was quite an experience to see, and I was not dressed, uh, you know, like King Joffy Joe or anything. Uh, James, did you, did you go back wearing a daishiki either time that you've seen it? Nah. No. Okay. <laughs> nah. Like, uh, I, there, was some, there were a couple things I had my eye on, uh, on me getting, but at a point in time I got reshoot like inches up against the deadline. I was like, yep, can't do it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, let's get it started, man. Um, first thing I want to talk about, it is the four year anniversary of us creating the wrestling square circle along with, uh, Josh and Jeremy and Sierra. And it is four years later. We well over a thousand members and, uh, growing every day. And, uh, I just want to thank all you guys for your, um, memberships and hanging out with us and listening to these shows and debating and just adding, you know, whatever you've added to the group. Um, James, you got any thoughts on that? Thanks for listening. Thanks for participating. Um, it's fun to, to see uh, people's varying opinions on stuff. You know, you, all, you always hear the stuff about, like, the, in, the IWC used in the pejorative term. And um, as far as everyone, th- you know, more or less having the quote-unquote groupthink mentality. And it's good to see that we have, like, you know, people that diverge and have, you know, actually, you know, some grounded reasons for why they like, think differently and, you know, it gets and people. We, we people have their arguments all the time, but never gets for the most part. Never gets into stuff that reaches disrespectful territory, especially in like the last, like you know, recently anyway. So um, it's been fun, and um, I hope it continues. Josh said they run the group now. <laughs> um, and Simon said, "Thank you all for not wearing African garb to a Disney movie." Like, I don't know what it is with Simon. Like, he, he truly, like, he truly hates, like, he truly hates the joy people have in this movie. Like, I, like, I don't know, like, d- like, if, if it was a black production company that made it, which is like, that wouldn't happen because, like, they wouldn't have $200 million for a budget for this thing. Uh-huh. Like, I don't know, I don't know besides that what else we can do. Like, it, most of, you know, 90 some percent black cast, 
uh, black writing group, black, uh, black, uh, <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, um, black director. I don't know what, what, what more, literally, like, what more do you want from them? What more do you want from me? I mean, like, <laughs> it was, I mean, it's a black character. I mean, it's a black character that was created by a bunch of, by a couple of white, white guys. Like, cool. Like, I mean, what else? Let's move on. You know, like, <laughs> it's a comic book character, like Marvel, DC. Like, I mean, I don't know what else you want. Like, people will enjoy the movie. People like the movie. Like, yeah. I get it. Like, I get it. Like, you would like it to be like, you know, by us for us. It's, it's like ninety percent that. Like, you know, it's close. We gonna get that ten percent is a real, some real shit that I have a hold out over. Uh, it really is. Oh man. So first, first thing I want to talk about. Um, uh, well, before we do that, Simon says, like the movie, hate the fake wokeness. It's just a movie, bro. But you can say that about anything. I mean. Can't you? Y- you can. All right. Well, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, like, just don't enjoy anything, Simon. I don't know what to tell you. Like, <laughs> Kill Joy Monger. Yeah, I guess. Uh, Josh says it was a 98 fresh, 98% fresh for a superhero movie. Yeah, which is like ridiculously high. So, the first thing I want to talk about was WWE and them making the announcement that the single brand pay-per-views are going to be a thing of the past. Um, no more exclusive SmackDown shows, thank God. No more <laughs> no more exclusive Raw shows um, for the pay-per-views. They will be going to dual-branded pay-per-views with it heavily rumored to be turned into a four-hour show uh, each month. Uh, that hasn't been confirmed yet, but it seems per- pretty likely. Uh, James, you happen to have the um, photo of all the superstars that were on the announcement from the network? Um, I do not have it on me like right on hand, but I can find it really quickly. Okay. So, WWE switching to this deal with the one pay-per-view per month, isn't this just an admission of failure? Not much admission. I don't think it's a mission of failure. I think it's a thing where they're like, well, um, people aren't coming to this. I mean, I guess you could. Say, I guess you could say, yeah, it is a mission of failure as far as um, what they've done to SmackDown uh, since the brand split. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I take that back. I take back what I said. Yeah. So, sure. so who are we blaming this on? Because I feel like you have to like divide this out. Well, this is the booker, ain't he? Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, and it was like. I don't know why they consistently sold pay-per-views on, like, thinking people were going to come with Jinder Mahal in the main event of how many of them? Ooh, uh, four, five? Okay. And now, on the Raw side, what they were doing were giving away these huge blockbuster matches, like Roman Reigns and John Cena Mm -hmm. and Braun Strowman versus Lesnar, and then leaving the rest of the card, like repeat matches just over and over again like not enough like you know like people people say now that we don't let feuds go long enough that's bullshit (laughs) there's clearly a time to cut these things off like i would say um in certain instances um that could be true i would i would enjoy it if they were able to uh be able to have a match and then separate and then go move on and then come back to it at a later time mm-hmm. as opposed to like 
like you're in a storyline with somebody and you're literally literally stuck with them for for three to four months. No, it's it's, it's going longer than that. Well, like, I mean, I, I mean, hey, in, mind I you, meant the general. Rollins has been linked to the bar since SummerSlam. Before SummerSlam. Yeah, like it's and that's how these things have been going. Like the Kevin Owens Chris Jericho stuff that was like forever, but they were linked up. I mean, together. the Kevin Owens Chris Jericho Rollins, Roman Reigns and Rollins yeah, that, that was like, that was like, like forever. The entire that went from like September until what. Uh, Damn near like and, and February. So, it's a fast lane, basically. Yeah, like so. I don't ever want to hear people talking about. Oh, I wish WWE would do longer feuds like with with these guys because they've been doing them and we've been seeing the results. Yeah, like they they. I mean, th- I mean, those are the two that come to mind immediately. Like, I mean, I think I'm sure there's a thing where. Uh, How long has this Dan Bryan and Shane McMahon shit been going oh, on with been going Owens on and Zayn? That's and, been going on since like October. <sighs> But like I consider, I consider that like this is what I think, right? You know, look at the time of the year, all these things we keep the ones that we're noticing going really long. Right? Yeah, there's a thing where pretty much they get done with SummerSlam. I, it, this is like a recent discovery. Like they get to SummerSlam and they basically say we're not doing shit until, until this WrestleMania season, or, or until like you know Rome or whatever else. And like you could, given the amount of time, like you could do two feuds between that time. But they're just in a holding pattern. And, you know, putting out, you know, Seth Rollins versus a bar member for the 12th time, or Seth Rollins versus um, Jared KO for the 12th time in a, in a, in a row on, on TV, like, what's, what, what's why, exciting Why would people that? want to come yeah, especially to, to those like, shows? These are on TV, and these things are, like, escalate. These things are not escalating to where, like, there's a big blow-off coming or whatever else. They're just having matches. They're just wrestling each other. Right. Um, let's go to a couple of these comments. Um, Simon says, either the WWE or the Universal title will revert to the World Heavyweight title circa the Jack Swagger years, a.k.a. the Super Intercontinental Championship. Um, the brand split never created stars. Competent writing during the brand, brand split made stars. Uh, and Casey says, we in here. What up, Casey? Um, let's see what we got here. I mean, the brand split made Braun Strowman a star. Or did Braun Strowman make Braun Strowman a star? <laughs> well, if he's in, I think that they don't put him with Roman Reigns and and, and like for that long. If he, and I think he is pulled off into something else if there's a brand split. I mean, there's no brand split. Mm. Yeah, so like I, I don't know if but it's that, a case I mean, where they feel like they have. That, to... that, I feel like that is absolutely exception to the rule, though. Yeah. I feel like it's absolutely exceptional. Like most of you guys in like Finn Balor, like main event, like guys that were like in the event that have been made in the main event before that are now like they feel like so much like make Carters. Yeah, and then you know we, <laughs> I don't think we have to worry about any jobbers being world champion again if that's the case. And if they do, it's clearly not going to be in the main event. Well, I don't know. You know, your main man Dave Finishell thinks that. <laughs> that a guy that's literally that's literally a low mid card bottom of the prelim guy is uh, <laughs> she's going to like become champion in the span of like a month. So I don't know. Look, the they, they can do it. I don't. I don't. I don't see that. Happening. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, yeah, yeah, that could happen. But like, I could say the same thing for like five other guys that are just as undeserving as him. I, I told I told him um, the likelihood of of that happening would, would be me making my debut at WrestleMania. I don't know, man. I don't know. Like, I, I think he's more. I said to him, like, I think it's much more likely he takes the pin than actually wins the damn thing. But mm-hmm. who knows? Stranger things have happened. 
So who was on that uh, that advertisement, James? Did you happen to run across it yet? Yeah. So you want me to go front row, like front to back? Yes, because James, this is. SmackDown came out with the top ten uh, ranking uh, last week, right? Yeah, where like the champions were one and two. Meanwhile, like the whole thing is about like uh, you know uh, the people on this list will get opportunity. It's like, well, they got opportunity on around. They wasted on their shoulder. They don't get more opportunity. They don't get more opportunity than that. Like, what the fuck? Like, what can you give them? You yeah. give them more money? Like, can you explain that? To, can you like say what it is? Like, do you get more prominent spots on matches besides the main events? Which they, you know, those guys are already main events. I don't understand. Um, but yeah, so. So tell them this is the real uh, list. Yeah, so they put out a list when they or they put out a uh, uh, ad um, notifying uh, people that own the network that um, the, they're going to co-brand pay per views from uh, starting at a certain time. So um, the people on this list uh, it's, it's five rows of people, um, and it's the first row is Bron- I'm sorry, it's Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns, AJ Styles, Naomi, Nakamura. Uh, the second row is The Bar, Braun, Sasha, New Day, and Natalia. The third row is Apollo Crews. I don't know. I don't know. Um, <laughs> Asuka, Finn, uh, Cena, Charlotte, Owens, uh, and Rusev. And then the last row is Alexa Bliss, Rollins, Bailey, Miz, The Usos, Becky, and Randy Orton. So, um... Yeah, so I feel like WWE sent a clear message with that advertising. Do, do you, James? Um, yeah, they pretty much sent a clear advertising. Aside from like the Apollo Cruz showing, but other than that, like yeah, these guys are like the, the you know this it's more or less a power game, similar to the uh, 2016 Royal Rumble poster. Yep, where they pretty much like power rank guys in real time. Yep. Um, <laughs> so notably absent from from that list. Let, let's let's continue. Number one. The United States champion, Bobby Roode. Bob Roode, yes. No, Bob Roode. Bob Roode, geek. Yes. Also, got a main event heel on, on the SmackDown brand. Uh, there is no Sam Zayn. Yes, no Sam Zayn. I'm only, I'm only pronouncing it. I'm only saying it how Bruce would say it. Correct. No Correct. Sam Zayn. So, um, no Jind Mahal. <laughs> you can't even make that one work. Yeah. <laughs> That's Jin. You can't. You know. <laughs> That's Jin. Oh, my God. No Jind Mahal. All you right. know. Okay. Um, yeah, man, like, it's it's not all that pretty. No there. Corbin. No Corbin at all. No, no, you know. No Jason Jordan, no Elias, no. No Elias. Like, the Jason Jordan thing makes sense because he's, he's you know, he just got injured, yeah. so, of course. Ambrose, uh, no not Ambrose, there. same thing, he's hurt. Uh, no Samoa Joe because he's hurt as well. Yeah. Because um, those guys will clearly be on that list, and there will not be no damn Paul Cruz, uh, you know. Um no Bray Wyatt as well. Yeah, no Bray Wyatt. Was, get that, get, that, get that, him the fuck out of was, here. To me, that was interesting. But then again, like he's in a, he's in a prelim feud right now that's terrible. Yeah, no um, Matt Hardy. The, the match with other you know numerous terrible feuds. Uh, so, Bray Wyatt is going to be the new, the new Kane, bro. That's that's a real that's a real illustrious uh, standard to live up to because I think uh, I was looking at this the other day and uh, Kane has won. Uh, Wrestling Observer's worst feud of the year, like seven, either five or seven times, uh-huh. or whatever. Bray has yet to win one, even though, like, we know for, we know for a fact that uh, that whenever uh, Meltzer actually does the the list this year, like Orton versus Bray Wyatt will be the winner of 2017. That like bar none, it has to be. Yeah, absolutely. Like, so like Bray will then catch this first, even though like you can argue that he should have caught more. He should have he should have yeah. more than one by now. Um, so. 
Yeah, that's that's unbelievable. Yeah, so I don't I don't know, man. Like, who else is who else are you interested by like being left off? Um, I would say uh, uh, Ziggler wasn't on there, was he? No, he was not. Um, but then again, Ziggler was on hiatus. Who knows? Whatever. Correct. correct. He just um, got back. Yeah, no real. Uh, they had three tag teams on there. I believe yeah. the Bar were on there. Yes, the Bar, uh, the, the Usos, Usos and the New Day. Everybody yeah, so else, geeks. oh yeah, everyone else, get Rebel, them the fuck out yeah, of here. Uh, you know the the uh, Club Revival. Yeah, Club Revival. All geeks. get them the fuck out of here. Um, no cruise, not a cruiserweight to be seen. Not in sight, and also there was not a cruiserweight to be seen on Raw. So this yeah. is what I'm I'm thinking is happening with that. They are quietly removing them from Monday Night Raw. Um, it makes the product better. Yeah, like they're quietly removing them. Now I could be totally wrong about this. They could show up in a random six man tomorrow, right? But the way it felt is like these guys are isolated, kind of to their own universe now yeah. in two hundred five live, and that's not necessarily a bad thing because them dudes are killing it right now. Right. But my thing is this, right? If they if they were on there, like the only thing you could do is put tourney matches on, right? Right. Like, why waste that when you can use that for TV or use that for the show? Yeah. Like, he's going to burn through your tournament matches and, and, like, the whole thing is, like, the tournament is what's selling the show right now? He's going to burn through it quicker? <laughs> nah, just leave the ass off. And then, like, for me, like, I, I, when I say, like, it makes the, it makes the show better, like, those dudes have to work so hard and have to have such a high-quality standard of match for the crowds who actually give a fuck about them because of the situation that they're in where they're in this isolated off world where they're like they're lesser than obviously so like I suggest I suggest save uh, save your save your crowd from going from, from dying on you so that's why I say it's a better it's a better idea and I really liked um, Raw as far as the matches last week for the most part mm-hmm. man yeah anyway uh, four hour shows James are you ready for this each month no, um, if if it were me in a perfect world that they did that they uh, got rid of the brand split, um, or not get rid of brand split, they co-branded pay per views. They should be a three hour show, and then have the you know the the lower card uh, matches be a, a thing to sell the next week's episodes of uh, TV. Mm-hmm. Um, in a much more way that SmackDown and when it was really good um, at the beginning of the brand split would. would Build stuff on TV and then pay you off for the big a uh, big match or two on um, the next episode and get you interested in tuning in to watch. Um, you could that you could easily do that with the U.S. title. You could easily do that with the tag team title of the Usos. You could easily do that with the women. Um, they have chosen not to because they want to you know throw as many belt matches on as possible, even though they have nine belts right now on the main roster. Now. It- the thing is that I've always said about these four four hour shows where they can do two good hours. They may even be able to do three good hours, but there's gonna be something in there. And now making this across the board, like I think you know, even the they're even at the maximum level, they could only reasonably expect to do three, maybe two and a half good hours of a show. Okay. Let's let's do it like this, real simple. Aside from WrestleMania's what? How many good four-hour pay-per-views have they ever done? Like you can say the Royal Rumble this year, right? Mm-hmm. You can say Survivor Series, like, uh, just in November, right? And that might be it. Exactly. They've done, and, and that's done, not a WrestleMania. That's not a WrestleMania, exactly. So 
maybe been, 2016, but I don't know. That women ma- match was a drag. 2016, what year? Uh, 2016 Survivor Series, like where Goldberg came back. Because mm. they had the 7-on-7 seven match. The, okay. Or excuse me, they had the Raw Men versus the Raw The Smackdown. Raw Men versus... That match was good, and the Goldberg match was good. What else is going on that card? I can't remember. Okay. Like, there's always, like, a big block of time. Because that's way too much time to be out there trying to do stuff. Like, you can't do quality... Like, it's really hard to do a quality thing, especially with the way they book. It's really hard to have really good Like, quality. it's not like it's about to be four hours of New Japan. And even New Japan at times with some of the undercard matches, like, you have to get through those Suzuki-Goon matches. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, like, four hours is a lot of time to hold anybody's in, in entertainment for, for a full sitting or, you know, whatever else without breaks. So, that's really difficult. The thing is, like, um, Simon also said, um, they're trying to kill us with content. The thing is, they don't make any more money for how long we watch this shit. So, I don't... Like we're still paying nine ninety nine, one ninety nine free still, trial in this they shit. They still think that more is more. Like even though they even though like even though everything tells them with well, with their ratings basically just tapered off and from year to year, whereas a standstill they're in quicksand. Yeah, or not, I'm sorry, not quicksand. Like they're running in place right now from last year to this year, and like their attendance is dropping. They still think more is more. And they they're doing only their only reason why they're cutting off those other uh, those SmackDown pay per views is because they realize they didn't they, they didn't build any more. Um, they cutting is more like cutting profits. Like they cut off uh, the pyro. pyro. It's like all right, well we're gonna make the same amount of money anyway, so we might as well drop costs, and no one's gonna care. And sure enough, that's what they did. Next thing I want to talk about, um, I, I sent two di- different tweets today that took off for their own various reasons. Uh, one of them was, um, I came across a column um, that said Hulk Hogan was uh, saying fans and wrestlers are pulling for him to make a WWE comeback. Now, I don't know any wrestlers in WWE. Like, I don't communicate with any of them mm-hmm. on a first-name basis or anything. Um, so... There could very well be wrestlers pulling for Hulk Hogan to, um, you know, come back to WWE and everything like that, right? But I I simply quote tweeted, no the fuck we not. (laughs) And that shit took off on Twitter. Like, over, and this is not to put myself over anything. This is just to say, oh, if I wanted to put myself over, I'd do it. (laughs) Um, So... I had 85 people like it and 40 people retweet that. Just know the fuck we ain't. So, like, this is actually, like, you know, going around like, yo. Like, people were saying it with this shit, this fuck Hulk Hogan shit, and that's clearly where I am with it. So, I just want to, you know, so basically say, uh, go over his, his quotes. He did a interview with ABC Action News. He said, the fans are pulling for it, wrestlers are pulling for it. We've got a really good rapport with everyone, and we are working towards it. Changing the story and making things right with the WWE universe. Was then, it? Oh, hold go on. Ahead. Go yep. ahead. Go ahead. Hogan even seems to be hoping for one more match with legendary 16-time world champion and two-time WWE Hall of Famer Ric Flair. Jesus. I don't miss any workouts. I'm 65 years old, and I'm trying to talk Rick into getting in the ring with me one more time. Rick seems to forget maybe he's been hitting the head with too many steel chairs. In this business, never say never. So... Where do we begin? So, 
my major thing when I looked at that whole quote, it was changing the story and making things right again with the WWE Universe. Well, motherfucker, the problem isn't with the WWE Universe. The problem is with us. Now, they have these sponsors that they have to, quote-unquote, clear this shit with, right? Mm -hmm. To make sure people don't freak out and go crazy. Mm -hmm. I'm just letting y'all know, the day Hulk Hogan comes back, I'm about to be like that that chick Moses Malone on Twitter that be be either in Michael Elgin at all costs. Hogan's getting it. WWE's getting it. Anybody that is on that side clamoring for that bullshit is getting it. And when I when I decide to make something happen on Twitter, it's gonna fucking happen. Like <laughs> like I'm going to make noise with this shit. And it's like, what did you think about this bullshit, James? Like like I'm about to like. Like, I'm resigned to the fact that eventually he's going to come back. Um, I'm not happy about it. Hulk Hogan offers zero to the business in 2018. Zero. I don't know. Maybe they can sell some shirts. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But I don't know what's the fascination with having him back, saying that, like, you know, the way they treat uh, John Cena right now. Like, you tell me who has more who has more appeal to the audience right now. John Cena or Hulk Hogan. And you see how they, they beat that man <laughs> with bumpskis. So I don't understand why, like, Hulk Hogan being back. Like, I guess the Goodwill Ambassador thing, but like you already got like a million of them dudes. Yes. Like, why do you? Need, you have Bret you Hart. Them? You have Shawn Michaels. You have, you have Ric Flair. Ric Flair. You have pretty much everybody. Like yeah. Hogan's not drawing a dime for you. Yeah, like I mean, the freaking you know the biggest movie star in the fucking world is still a WWE guy. Like, I, what? Right. You I, have what Austin. You, you have The Rock. Like, fuck out of here, Hogan. Like, like, I, yeah, like, like crawl in a hole, bro. Like, I don't. <laughs> like, I mean, obviously, you know. A famous person wants to do anything, or not, not wants to do anything, but like a famous person that has spent his whole life on promotion, always, you know, is always going to be in a spot and put himself in a position where, like, he's going to put himself, you know, give himself that, that, that uh, put himself in that space to keep doing that. But at the same time, like, I don't know who's really clamoring for Hogan to be back. Yeah, I don't really. I mean, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not checking for Hogan like that to see what people think about him. Like, I'm sure there are people that you know. That wish that um, he could do whatever he can do to get back, but like he ain't done a damn thing to be to be to be to, to be like there's something redemptive in this story, but that, like to have WWE bring him back or anything else. He hasn't done anything as far as like apologizing in any type of sincere way or any type of outreach type of thing. Like, and honestly, like if he did as, as, at least as much as that, I can be like, all right, well, he did at least try something. And granted, like there's nothing that's going to be like quote unquote forgive him or forget. Like it is what it is. Like. Like, bro, like... That dude, that dude did more than just, like, state that he just, like, said the... the, 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 the uh, what do you say? The dreaded N-word. So, <laughs> like, for me, it's like, okay, like, that's what they, that's what you really think about all these people that, you know, that, that fucking loved you. And, you know, so... I don't... I, you know... I ain't so, got no love for you on this side, yeah, like, bro. Like, I... Yeah, so for me, it's like, look, man, do what you do because that's what you want to do, but, like, I ain't got to care. I, I really don't. Yeah, and, and when he says he's working towards it, I want to know what that means. Like, like I, you know, we're, we're, we've got a really good rapport with everyone. Who the fuck is everyone? Like, are you talking about the WWE, like, board of directors? Probably, like, are you probably WWE. doing all that? Changing the story. So you're just going to make that shit go away? Like, you're, you're going to say what, what you said or what happened didn't happen now? Well, our, what? Pres- our president seems to be able to do it all the time. <laughs> Correct, um, <laughs> but yeah, man. Like, like with this Hogan stuff, it's like 
TMZ has been trying really hard to get Hulk Hogan uh, back in people's good graces. They've retweeted a bunch of stuff with Diamond Dallas Page, with Booker T, with uh, a bunch of people saying, Hulk Hogan, he's not a racist. Well, motherfucker, who am I going to believe? Some other motherfucker or him himself? Yes. Yeah. Am I going to believe some other motherfucker or Hulk Hogan himself? Yeah. <laughs> Who's telling me he is a racist? Like, when someone tells you some terrible shit about them, believe them. Yeah. Like, fuck out of here, bro. Like, I, I I can't believe this. Like, I can't believe people are, are getting caught up in this fucking delusion of, of Hulk Hogan still, like, in 2018. Yeah. Bro, is he, he can't wrestle a match. Nope. He can't do the leg drop. He can barely cup the ear. <laughs> I can barely cup the ear. And spin around in a circle without tearing something. He's done so. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I mean, whatever. This is awful, bro. Like, it, like yeah, <laughs> it um, Simon said, uh, "Fuck Hogan, change these nuts, bitch ass racist." Um, Casey Norton said, "Flair is half dead." And also, Hogan ain't putting nobody over in 2018. Oh, yeah, that's another one of them. He said he wants to fight. So, like, Flair was on his deathbed, like, four months ago. Yes. Or, yeah, three months ago. Come out here and die fucking with your dumb ass. Um, Simon says, I'm going to be right there with Rich clowning this white supremacist and WWE. Um, <laughs> Simon said, he said, if we going to F with Negroes, let's get a rich one. No excuse with that. <sighs> yeah. So, the man said what he said. Everybody can go look it up. And... Yeah. Um, when he, when he comes back, because I'm pretty sure it will and happen. Remember the excuse he gave? He was like, you know, that's how they taught it. Like that's how they that's talk. How we where, talk. That's how we talk. That's how we grew up. It was like motherfucker. And then like, people came out hey, saying he, they grew up with him, and we're like that never happened. What the fuck is he talking about? Like, I was like, little you know, like, well, I mean, one is person that like you know lived 20 minutes from where he quote unquote came up at. It's like, no, the fuck they didn't. Yeah. Like, like, on, like, nah, man. Like, that's not that's not that's not typical behavior. Like, yeah, there was standard racism in the back in that dime or whatever. Just like there is standard racism now. Um, and you know, a lot of people were a lot or a lot more uh, socially impolite compared to the standards of today. Um, sure, but nah, man. That's not that's not nah. That wasn't like a thing like that. No, fuck out of here. Yeah, man. Um, like, you so, don't just walk down the like you need to walk down the street, call them up, saying nigga, 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 all, you know, all the time. Like, get the hell out of here. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, like, even the seventy motherfuckers are calling you Negro. Said, like, get out of here. <laughs> so when when they you know bring him back, I will treat Hulk Hogan similar to how. Um, Rapists are treated similar to how murderers are treated. I'm just going to address him as a racist. Oh, old racist ass Hulk Hogan's on the screen again. You know, <laughs> it'd be like self admitted racist. Hulk Hogan is back is back for this for this segment. You That's know, funny. so when, whenever the fuck Hogan goes, like it's like that's just so hurtful because like I slapped fives with Hogan on several occasions and the man con- I felt like I was conned like. It would be one thing if it was like, so, there's, there's one thing that's like, that always that pisses me off as far as like, like, people like Tim Hardaway or someone like Michael Vick, uh-huh. where they did something wrong, they did something fucking terrible, um, and then like, they literally went on a path towards re- redeeming themselves and putting in work and everything else. To basically show you that this person has like learned from their mistake and whatever else, 
and they're still like treated like shit. Like it don't matter what Michael Vick does, no matter who he reaches out to, doesn't matter who he for, who, who he forgives on behalf of whatever else I got like the, like the Cooper like the Riley Cooper thing. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how far he times he all, goes. Look, all Michael Vick it can do is forgive. It doesn't matter how much community outreach is done. It don't matter, it don't matter how many times um, um, Tim Hardaway has like has done stuff on, um, has done stuff and worked in um, in accordance with uh, um, leaders in the LGBTQ community. It don't matter. You're a you're a freaking homophobe forever. Um, you're a dog killer forever. You're you're on the outskirts of society. We will never let you in. But Hulk, but Hulk you, you bring out Hulkamania. They and just you, want it back. Start playing real American, and you bring out that red, that red and, and yellow and white and blue, and motherfuckers want, are just bending over backwards to want him to come back. It's like the reverse James Harden of like, you know how motherfuckers uh, about to bend over backwards and not give James Harden MVP. Yeah, they're trying they, so hard. Yeah. <laughs> like we, they just want you know, and they want to move these goalposts uh, closer for Hogan at any chance they can get. Yeah, I mean, and we we know what it is, but it's it's like it is so frustrating. It was like, dude, he it's not even like oh it, a maybe thing. Like he was clearly like no, you can't get caught no more dead to rights than you admit to your admit on tape to your, to, to somebody that you are yourself a fucking racist and, 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 and say fucking nigga and all that and say it and say it all of it. Ain't no like you know we don't know you don't really know it's hard and all shit, motherfucker. He put his heart on display for everyone in the world to see. Yes, and why? What did you not him. hear? Kiss like, my ass. Get out of yeah, here, man. Like uh, he look. And I'm not, and I'm not above, I'm not above Hulk Hogan coming back and like, you know, putting in some work and, and coming back. He ain't done none of that shit. He just wants to be forgiven just because he's Hulk Hogan. It's time because you know, if, if you go away long enough, they'll forget. Nah, motherfucker, we yeah. ain't forgetting nothing. No. We're documenting this in real time, buddy. Like, <laughs> like it's not, like it's not just cool in these streets for you to come around. Uh, like we ain't about to boot the shit out you and, and start some shit online and let these motherfuckers know. And especially when you like throw in the fact that like they, you know WWE actually wants him back, but yeah, it's like, dude, you know how bad that makes you look, given like the preponderance of evidence about about what you put on your on your TV screen over the whole entire run um, in of, in WWE's history of like all the race shit you've done, like y'all still do it, y'all still out here like making fun of, of uh, Asian people. Get the fuck out of here! It's it's so weird. It's so weird. Crazy man, but um, yeah. Um, we, just had, we just had motherfucker. We just had a whole thing uh, with, with uh, Wade Keller about uh, about Sambo this week. So, oh like, my god! I just like, and you want to bring back Hogan, huh? All right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, did you get a chance to listen to that? I listened to like twenty minutes of it. I thought that was some of the most like misguided fake I, outrage. I didn't think it was misguided. I just it was just like a, something I did not know about firsthand. Like I've heard of Sambo. I always thought Sambo was just a, a slur. Period. Uh-huh. I didn't know about there was a story about Sambo and, and him liking nigger cakes or whatever you want to call them. I had no idea about that. So like for me, it's like eh, possibility. Correct. Like, I, I'm not, not going to write it off because, like, look, these motherfuckers. <laughs> you never know. Nah, when you out here with a Kimi African dream, and nope, I, I can't, I can't trust you for shit. So, who knows? I feel like the new day would be able to be like if they. I don't know. If, I don't want to say it's a situation where where it's like if they knew this because I feel like they clearly do. Like I don't know if they knew about Sambo because I did. I damn sure didn't. Okay. I mean, I, I mean, I'm not. You know how it is. Like when it comes to stuff like. It's so weird when you come when it, when it, when like this is one of like the toxic things about I don't know how to turn into a whole race discussion besides the whole thing but like this is one of the toxic things about like about racism is the fact that like 
every fucking thing like can turn into any like you can't enjoy fucking anything basically yeah. like because you find out about like the, the story history like so much different stuff and it's like you end up literally like Simon just it's bitter about everything <laughs> like nothing you can't enjoy a damn thing like he can't even he can't even enjoy uh, Afrofutur like Simon can't even enjoy Afrofuturistic uh black black nationalism or not uh, black patriotism black uh pride black feminism he can't enjoy none of that black family he can't enjoy none of that why because the, because the man owns owns the shit <laughs> <laughs> even though all the art, art even though all the um even though everything about the art everything about it and the and also the the politics of it is pure is purely black that's how that's how fucked up everything is yeah so with that like with the new day like I guess this is a good place to transition because Josh left a comment he said I've had black friends who weren't wrestling fans that are offended seeing the new day yeah yeah which is like they're sh- they're literally dan- they're d- literally dancing, smiling, happy to be there, motherfuckers. Yeah, I don't know, bro. Because- my thing, my thing is this, right? I mean, you know me, like when this first happened, I still was down. Like, I didn't forget. I didn't forget. I didn't like because they did so well. I didn't forget like what their what their aesthetic is. Their aesthetic is fucking terrible. Yeah, like, but I think they're like it's more of a joint, like you know how Deion Sanders would be like dancing on on the play, on the football field or stuff like that. Like that's that's the way I took. I it. see it as they made a whole bunch of lemons out of that racist ass lemonade. All right, they made a whole bunch of lemonade out of that racist out of racist ass lemons. That's how I've always seen it with them. Mm. That's I mean, what 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 else are they gonna do? Like, what else are they gonna do with them? If that didn't work out, like Big E could have got fired, Xavier could have got fired. Kofi would have had to be in a fucking fake Jamaican. Like, yeah, like, they made the best out of a bad situation. That's how I've always thought about them. Yeah, man. It's, it's, it's weird, man, like, with the New Day, because I feel like they've taken every bit of pop culture they could and rolled it into their act mm-hmm. or whatever. And you may need more context with the New Day, I feel like, rather than, like, if you look one inch deeper... Than the surface, yeah. Uh, with the new day, people like, ain't got time for that. Though. Correct, correct. I'll give you that. Like I'm just like, like if you're saying, not a wrestling like, fan, why would you like, look like, a, like I'm not look a little bit right? deeper? I'm, like I'm sure there were some really good um, minstrel actors. I'm sure there were. You know what I'm saying? Like that don't mean I got to deep. It, I got to reach in to, to reach beyond the levels of what the fuck I see. Uh, like just initially, mm-hmm. like the shit looks terrible. Well, speaking of something else that looks terrible, SmackDown. Oh, God. SmackDown looks like a dumpster fire right now. Um, they added Dolph Ziggler and Baron Corbin to the Fatal Five-Way match now for the WWE Championship. AJ Styles will be defending against uh, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, Dolph Ziggler, and now Baron Corbin. Yeah. And they had two heel versus heel matches yeah. uh, on SmackDown. They insist on fucking AJ Styles, uh, a, a, a annual tradition, uh, seemingly with Shane McMahon and uh, Daniel Bryan, and you know everything they got going on right now. He can't just like have a few like one person, like, one person. Like Jinder Mahal got to wrestle like like we got to we had to watch like five or six one on one Jinder Mahal pay per view matches. We can't get no one on one AJ Styles matches. <laughs> like we can't like. It's so weird, this, like, his run. 
like, so weird. Like, they're trying to turn him into a bad champion. Like, his past 30, like, after WrestleMania 33, like, his run, like, said, is so weird. Whereas, like, okay, they put him in a few with, with, uh, with Kevin Owens. But, here's the catch. Seven letting us be good, we're going to have fuck finishes left to right and ruin everything. It, like, yep. it, it, it's so weird. Yep. And then we're going to throw in Shane. And, like, Shane actually makes it, like, a hotter feud because in spite of, like, the weird stuff they've done. But then, like, it morphs into, like, this, this they bring in Sammy and then Daniel Bryan's been dragged into it and they've been doing it for so long that it's, like, it just drags on and on and on. And then, like, they're having handicap matches. like they For the like, belt. Yeah. And all of this is, like, just, and literally it's, like, it's almost like they're trying to make you as miserable AJ Styles as possible so that, like, you'll be extra happy to see him versus Nakamura 101. I, and I'm like, you don't even have to do that. Just run the match. Yeah. <laughs> like, 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 why couldn't Seth Rollins, like, why did he even have to defend the title this month? Like, why couldn't they do a tag team match where if Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn win, they get into the four-way at WrestleMania, make it a four-way if they win? Yeah, or better yet, like, yeah, like just like that, like make it or put throw Nakamura in there, seeing the Nakamura. It's Nakamura and Styles yeah. versus Owens and Zayn. That could have been your gasoline pay per view main event. Could have done that. Could have made Nakamura put his uh, Royal Rumble win on the line, his uh, his title match on the line, um, and then had him succeed as well. Like there's a bunch of other stuff they could do besides this. Bunch of other stuff. Yeah, man. Uh, what do you, what do you think is like the major thing wrong with SmackDown right now? They have no mid card. Like they have no mid card in there, and and they have no mid card because so many guys have been tied to basically one storyline, and it's been going on since freaking SummerSlam. So Jinder Mahal versus Bobby Roode versus Randy Orton ain't doing it for you. No, it, it is not. <laughs> um, yeah, like their mid card is dead right now, and like I'm trying to think, what other uh, match was like that? Uh, well, there was another pay per view on Raw that was similar, uh, where there were so many people tied to it. Where it just like oh uh, TLC, where like you throw so many people into your, into the top uh, that are like your mid card and the top of the card guys into one match where it's like now you have nothing else to sell on this thing besides one match pretty much um, aside from the women and it's ha- and aside from women and like you need more than that. like you need like one two three matches like I feel like a good paper a good three hour pay per view. Is a thing that you can sell on three matches. Um, and WWE, for the most part, you can say what you want to about WWE and you know whatever Nick packs with you. In my opinion, I feel like more, more times than not, they do a good job selling you on two matches for a pay per view every single, almost every single month. Just right now, they don't got it right now. They they don't. And because they say a big- they have two title pictures right now between the two brands. And 13 people are involved in inside of those two fucking title, man, right. title pictures. And they're saying right now, what, what they're trying to do is just, for some reason, they, they intend on keeping the card secret for WrestleMania thus far, right? Like, to the average fan. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, for anybody, I mean, we all have an idea what the card is, but they just don't want to confirm it yet. So what they're doing, they're doing, I feel like they're running a whole bunch of misdirection right now. Like, mm-hmm. they're trying to throw shit out there and, and, and create conversation where that doesn't actually exist. Like, <laughs> like they're tra- they're putting John Cena in the Elimination Chamber match knowing damn well he's not about to win no belt and, and fight at WrestleMania against Brock Lesnar. It's like, why are y'all doing an Elimination Chamber match? Because you're going to have to beat all these guys 
And no, not even that. Like, that's fine that they're doing limited shipper. I, I, I mean, they've done before. It's fine. Like, they told fine stories to get out of it and then whatever else to get into WrestleMania. That's, yep. that's fine. My issue is, if you're going to have seven guys, if you're going to have six guys, you know you have to be five of them uh, to get off a match. Why the fuck would you add a six person to be? <laughs> um, like, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure, man. Um, yeah, so... One other thing I wanted to um, mention now that we're talking about the the women or the uh, the men's uh, elimination match is that WWE has sent out some polling um, questions about stuff oh, okay lately. Uh, I've got the one I sent to y'all like last week, but um, this one is uh, WWE sent out a poll asking who do they who who do fans want to see win uh, the elimination chamber and face Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania 34. Um, <laughs> Now the wrestlers. Hold on before you before you go. I don't know who James is about to like list off to me. I, I didn't know about the poll. You're getting my live reaction. Okay, so um, you know you know the seven contestants in this limited chamber: Elias, Seth, Finn, Ron, Miz, Reigns, and Cena. Um, I want you to guess who got the most votes. Finn Balor. Yes. Now, um, do you think it was close, or do you think it was a landslide? I think it's a landslide. He won forty-two percent of the vote. The next, wow! The next closest person is Braun Strowman at nineteen. Well, you want to guess who number three is? John Cena. No, it is not. It is Roman Reigns. Wow. Um, do you want to guess who is the Cena is after that? Okay. Now, now that we got the four out of the way, do you want to guess who number who the got the least votes? Elias. No. Seth Rollins. No. The Miz. The Miz got the way. Yes. The guy that you think should be the fucking man of venture and leading on to the company is the guy that got the least amount of votes. He got less than Elias as the Intercontinental Champion who had three good matches in a row with Roman Reigns. That's insane. Yeah. It's almost as if Miz is a fucking geek. I don't know. Y'all tell me. You know, a talented, almost, a very talented almost. geek. It's, it's, it is almost like that, James. A very, very, very talented geek who should, you know, be given more opportunity to get some of this geekdom off of them, but a geek nonetheless. You know, it, it almost is like Miz is, is a geek rather than, you know, uh, the the second longest combined, you know, holder of the Intercontinental title, you know, combined days. You know, it almost is like he, he's a geek. A, a, man, a man they about to give his own show, you know. Yeah, you're right. Well, they also gave Dolph Ziggler a million and a half a year. So, <laughs> like, look, if you can't that's say, actually look, the next thing we you, need to talk look, about. You can't tell me that Dolph Ziggler ain't no fucking geek, okay? Uh, so, so yeah, they gave yeah. Ziggler one point five million dollars to keep his ass there and beat and beat him and make sure he don't get hot nowhere else. Now, the thing that the, the thing that makes me think, like, when they said this report, it like makes me think, like, I don't really know about this. This sounds too far fetched. Is because just about two, three years ago. Maybe, yeah, like two, three years ago, we found out from Forbes who was making what. And the guys that were only making, that were making a million a year, that were clearing a million, it was like 2015 because it was before AJ got there. Mm-hmm. And um, the guys that were clearing a million dollars, it was like the guys from The Shield, John Cena, Brock, Kane, Undertaker, Triple H. And that was it. I think Big Show as well. So, like, so that was pretty much it. It was like guys that were super tenured and been there forever. That right. wasn't like Mark Henry or, or Goldust. And then they've been there for like 20 years, basically, except for Mark Henry and Goldust. And then the Shield guys, Cena. So, like, this is kind of, like, really surprising to me. Like, that, they're like, breaking the, the mold of their 
structure, kind of. It's it's really hard for me to bog my mind, wrap my mind around that. It really is. That he's making a billion and a half. I, I figured they'd rather pay him <laughs> rather than watch him do Cody Rhodes and you know start making a shit ton of money and selling tickets elsewhere. But he, does anyone even seem like the person that would be like, "Fuck this! I'm out of here. I'm leaving, and I'm going to I'm going to like hit the Indies, like running." I mean, he could do it, but the thing is... He could do it, but it seemed like someone, the person that would do it. You see what I'm saying? There's a difference. Because Cody's, Cody's younger than, uh, than Dolph. Right. He's a lot younger than Dolph. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Dolph being at the stage of his career, he's 37 now, I believe. Uh, which is crazy. Yeah. To think about it, be like, yeah, like five years ago, like he should have been like the man, essentially, or maybe like four years ago. I remember, I'll never forget this. In 2012, uh, me and Jane said, man, like we were coming back and kind of looking for like past links <laughs> to oh kind of link guys to. I was like, man, WrestleMania 30, man, that's going to be like Bret Hart versus Shawn Michaels. It's going to be Cody Rose versus Dolph Ziggler, the main event. I, I thought they, I thought for sure like they were going to like have at least like an IC title match at WrestleMania. But I was thinking along the standards of like, and I just got back into WWE wrestling. And I was thinking one of the standards of when I was a kid, like, you, you, people get built in the middle mid-card, and they're, they're pretty popular, and they have solid matches, whatever, you figure over time, and you see the talent there, you figure over time, like, they will build towards making those guys eventually next stars, whether it's, like, 96 Austin versus Savio Vega 2, 98... Um, Rock and Triple H. It was a ninety. It was a ninety. You look at where he's at at WrestleMania, um, WrestleMania fourteen, or mm-hmm. you look at Rock when he debuts in ninety six, and then look at where he's at by ninety, um, by ninety seven, and then look where he's at at ninety eight, and then you know he comes out in the middle of like in the ninety eight, and he's like the he comes out, he's like the the biggest heel in the whole entire business. Like that's what we grew up on. We're like, if you're fighting for mid card belts, like. If you keep it going and you keep ascending and keep doing doing good work, eventually, like, you will break through. And I had no idea that, like... Shit, they, they, shit done changed. Like, that once I stopped watching, they basically said, no more of that shit. We push who we want. Yeah. Um, yeah, Ziggler... Get your money, bro. I'm not going to tell you how to get or spend your money. Uh, it, it really isn't... Ziggler isn't the one to be looked at in this situation. Shout out to him for convincing WWE to give him that much money, yeah. knowing that they've fucked the money so bad on this guy, they could have already made that back, James, yeah, <laughs> with, with that guy. And what they what they're doing now, it's so, it's, yeah, like, it feels it, like it's a predator type contract, essentially. Like you know, for as as, as predatory as a million dollar deal could be. Like, yeah, we get you. So like, you can't like actually become the star that you've always had the potential to become, like somewhere else. Even though, like, even if you do become that kind of star, it won't make a single like iota of difference in our our uh, our bottom line either. So it's so it's so weird. Yeah, like it, it, it's, it's like not, it, it eerily resembles, and I think you brought this up. Um, yeah, yeah, Del Rio. It, yeah, yeah, like they brought Del Rio. They paid him main eventer money for like the year he was there, or whatever, or for a year, and then they pretty much put him on ice again. Like they they, they let him beat Cena. And then they put him out there, and he was fighting uh, Kalisto. And then he was the next thing you know, he was in the fucking League of Nations. <laughs> and they're just, just nothing, nothing doing for you. Nothing. It's it's so weird. It's like they want to own everything. They they literally want to own everything. Yeah. Even if like owning everything isn't a good idea, because like owning everything depreciates like what you spend on stuff. Like 
I remember um, listening to Cornette one time talking about um, someone asked him like if you were going to start a promotion and you had unlimited uh, budget or whatever and run TV and had, had TV and all this other stuff like who would be the top guys you sign or whatever or, or, or whatever or who would be they say your top 25 basically and he was like well first like if I was going to start a run promotion I wouldn't try to sign like the top 20 guys in the business like because I was like, you know, wins and losses matter and I was slot guys or whatever. So I need to have guys where like to keep things fresh, like I bring in like a certain number of guys and then I have them beat, you know, the lower guys or whatever else and unless Pips already breaks through and I'll change some things up accordingly. But like I would say have a steady pattern of guys coming in like every six months or whatever else, like the new guys or whatever else. Like Vince doesn't want that. Vince literally literally wants all the superheroes. He wants all the toys. And it's like, he wants all the toys just so he can, like, play with them for a second and then move them off to the side to go play with, like, the Cobra boxes. Yeah. Like, he's, it's like, it's like the, it's weird. It's almost like a childish thing. And, like, granted, it'd be one thing if he's, you know, he was using guys and then, like, he got bored with them and then he, like, put them in different positions or whatever else. Mm-hmm. He literally just puts guys on ice. For the rest of their life. <laughs> like, like, imagine, like, think about, like, when was the last times, have we, since, um, the Cesaro, um, the Cesaro, Tyson Kidd, and Natalia stuff, at the beginning of NXT TakeOver, so that era, on the network, have we seen guys go, go down NXT since then? To, like, it's help? been a long time. Yeah, like, I mean, like, what are we doing here? Like, I don't understand. Yeah, man, it's like, I just wish that they would, I don't know, as far as like with Ziggler, he's a guy that can uh, always had the potential to be so much more. All right, Casey, Um, he had the potential to be so much more and they've missed the boat on him so many times that it's so hard to imagine that they're going to make use of that contract. Yeah, like, has anybody else had, like, more pivotal moments that stick out in your mind? Like, it may be, hell, like, even in WWE's history where it's like, yeah, that dude had a spot where this dude could become a, a quote-unquote star, and then, like, they did nothing with it. Or they didn't capitalize it because, and it wasn't because they, they did something bad, it was because they didn't care. It, came, it amounted to, they really didn't care that they actually could have possibly made somebody. Like, it's so, it's so weird in this era. Like, you have... I came back in there because of the pipe bomb. Yep. And then, like, two months later, he, he like, CM Punk's getting beat by Triple H. What? <laughs> like, they was trying to tell us back then, like, hey, man, ain't nothing changed, but I don't know if we, we, we recognize the signs. It's like, oh, see, like, oh, this is clearly a star-making performer. Like, this dude's, this is like the Austin 316, you know? Like, this dude's like, clearly on the ascent. And it's like, he, and he did, like, he, he, was, he had a 400-day reign, but it's like, okay, so comes back, and then, like, he loses his belt, like, at SummerSlam, like, you know, the third biggest show of the year to freaking because of Kevin Ash beating woman's ass. Okay. All right. Next month, like, he's basically playing heel for Triple H in 2011. Why? And then, like, you know, he's chasing the belt more and more and more, and he gets beaten in the limited chain, or, uh, I'm sorry, handling the cell, and then yep. he gets the belt back in October. It's like, so he made, he, like, he, the dude game hot. He made a chase off, even though he's hot as, like, he clearly cooled off from that point in time, but, like, he's still. Like, he made a champion for the days. He was a great champion or whatever. He had a heel turn involved in it. He was a successful champion. But it's like, he could have actually gotten to being, like, the second guy to actually, like, really rival uh, John Cena as opposed to being, like, but they never wanted a, that. a clear two as opposed to a, a 1B. 
They didn't want it. Yeah, they didn't. And you know, you it's can weird. you can look at every every turn essentially with John Cena and CM Punk around that age, what they let, you know, who do, essentially. Even yeah. while John Cena was fighting against Kane and John Laronitis and they they insisted that he be in the last match of the night. They buried CM Punk in the mid card. They had CM Punk essentially be a 400 day transitional champion <laughs> which is like the, like one of the weirdest type of like you know title reigns that you can ever like put on the record and Z- Ziggler is almost the reverse CM Punk in this this scenario it's like I'll just take the beating just just keep beating me just keep paying me hey Dolph Ziggler get your money we are happy for you but look man they fucked up with you a long time ago because you times. could have been like, times. like, I'm not saying that he should have won the two that uh, he should have won um, against CM Punk in 2012. or sorry, 2000. Uh, yeah, 2012 Royal Rumble. I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying that like he didn't need to be, be beaten four times uh, or three times before like Punk finally beat him for the fourth time in that match with Normanis. He didn't need that. Mm-hmm. Um, he didn't need to have shit dropped on him by John Cena with AJ. You know what I'm saying? Like, I remember that. It, he didn't need to get knocked out by freaking uh, Gene Hackman. Or not, you have been on Hugh Jackman. Like, Brett, like, it's, it's so, it's so very, very weird, his career. So very, very weird. And he has some, like, really great moments. And I'm saying as if he's, like, this is post-mortem. But, like, he has some really, really high moments that could have, like, in any other, if this was, like, a less, uh, I don't know. If we were in a, in a, a different time, like, would have been a catapult or whatever, or a time where you, like, actually strap the rocket to somebody, where they just basically said, like, nope, we don't believe you because we don't like you for whatever reason. It's so weird. Like, they, like, this is the company that, like, we always talk about, uh, they don't take layups. They, they refuse to take layups. They always want to take two mid-range jumpers. Yes. They always want to, they always want to do things the way. It's like, if you just take this stuff easy for you, then this is there. Like, let let fucking Rusev beat Bobby Roode. It makes it it's a mid card better doesn't mean anything. Let it happen. See, see where it takes you. Like aside from Daniel Bryan, there's very few examples of them actually like let it, going with just what going the, with it. Going with what the crowd is literally handing them, pointing at you. And it's like it's so weird because they'll give you the company line of. We have we have a test audience every single week. We go out there and the crowd gives gives what you want. It's like, dude. If I write down all the guys that got over as to a certain level, and then y'all squash them, or y'all say, or y'all did something to y'all to, cut them off to do whatever y'all want to get one on whatever y'all had plans based off of what we've already heard before, then like it's clearly not the point. That's clearly not the thing. And it's like I understand having plans, whatever else, but like if you stumble upon something better, use it. Like perfect example is when they decided to do the yes move, the, the sit in thing. And it, and it went on ahead and did a double header for Daniel Bryan and thing. That is still the best Phil Joe woman at WrestleMania uh, since I've been back. Yep. Um, you look at what they did this year when guys went down with injury and they had to literally book uh, pay-per-views on the fly. They came up with better cards than they actually originally had planned. Because, like, they actually took the, they actually decided, hey, let's take the layup here because we have no other options. Yep. Like, you have to be dragged, kicking and screaming to the right, the right <laughs> sometimes. It is really frustrating because, like, you have that day where you're like, what the hell are they doing? And then, like, they do so many good things as well. Like, Goldberg was awesome. Braun Strowman has been awesome. Like, why are you so good at, like, the, like, basically, like, your number one thing? You're so good at your number one thing, but, like, everything the, else. Everything else, like, it, it's, it's a struggle. 
It's so weird. Oh, man. Um, let's see. Uh, women's and men's elimination chamber matches. Are you looking forward to those, James? I am interested to see what the women do. I'm interested to see what the men do because they're seventh person. So that means there should be more excitement because I'm, we are presuming that it starts off with a triple threat. So, and also... You what, know, what if somebody just gets beat like within five seconds? That would be stupid. That'd be a waste of time. I, I, I feel like we can't put it past them. <laughs> like, you know, much in the way of, like, you know, the two out of three fall match. And, like, oh, we're going we gonna to get an extra, you know, whatever. But I, I assume it's going to start with three, and they're just going to beat whoever. Uh, probably Miz, like, really fast and get him out of there. They're going to beat Miz really fast? I mean, they're not going to do it to Elias because he's, he's coming in the chamber last. I think you're more likely to see Miz last longer than, like, uh, Rollins and, and Finn. Like, I think it'll last before one of those guys go out. I think so. Mm. Uh, yeah, it's... I don't know. I think Balor and Miz could be uh, headed towards something. So, we'll see. Miz has been talking a lot of shit online to, to Balor. Well, well, I hope so. Like, they should have did this in October. <laughs> but, you know, they had to go and, and do and, and go back to Bray Wyatt versus... Uh, <laughs> go back to Bray Wyatt versus Finn Balor so they could do the the uh, the pumpkin versus the the dude in a shroud. I don't know what the hell that was. They were gonna ruin both their careers with that bad. Thank yes. God. Like it's like it's so fortuitous that Bray Wyatt got sick. It's so fortuitous because that could have been in his career. Yeah. Um, the women's match. So who's in that one? We've got. I know the Absolution uh, um, yeah. squad is in there. So, Man- so that'll be what Mandy and uh, Sonia. Yep. And then Mickey. Yep. And Sasha and Bailey and, and Alexa. Alexa. Yeah. All right. So. Um. <laughs> I mean, that's got to be a ma- that's got to be a match where you like similar to the Royal Rumble, where like yeah, they're off the road, they're practicing. It's got to be like yeah. if they if if given what we they've done on TV, um, since the Royal Rumble. Like, they're really trying with women. And I appreciate it. And it's been really good, um, especially compared to what they've done before this whole thing. Um, so, this seems like a thing. Like, they, they really have to knock this out the part to make this work. Yeah, man. Um, I'm interested to see, like, who they're going to, uh, if Alexa's going to retain this thing, uh, if she's going to drop it in the chamber to, to put Sasha and Bailey in position to get their uh, little thing cracking or like what like what is Oscar's role in this whole thing like as far as because you know she's taking on Nia Jax and did they keep the streak going did they do something ridiculous like some type of non-finish uh, to protect them both I feel like all scenarios are in play um hmm well I'm assuming do you think they put the chamber on the chamber on before the Oscar match Yes. They put the chamber on. Okay, so I, I think, think so. I think there might be a situation where like um, Naya breaks into the chamber and cheats for and, and basically wins it for. Oh Alexa, man! Where it's like some like a quid pro quo. It's like, look, we, we'll take her. We'll help each other. We'll, we'll help each other, and then Alexa at the last second screws over um, Naya in her match. Um, Oscar wins. Yeah. And then I, and then Oscar goes and swerves Alexa. Goes take Charlotte, and the only person left for 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 Alexa to deal with is Nia. That's, and that's then probably you, it. You're gonna reap what you sow. That's probably it, and that match is gonna stink. At WrestleMania, yes, probably, yeah. <laughs> probably. <laughs> um, yeah. So Ronda Rousey is making her appearance also at the Elimination Chamber, and people don't give a fuck. 
James. You you know better than me. I've, I've kind of been out of it uh, as far as like following the de- following like what people have been talking about. Okay, so I think there was a thing like where people aren't even really searching for it. Um, mm. Like like in the you know within the crowd, it was cool to see her the first time like at the Royal Rumble. Like if she's just signing a contract. What are they expecting her to do? Are they coming out there, bring her out there to smile and you know do all this, or like, or this, or is this really going to be the start of the angle? Mm-hmm. Like, what do you like? I feel like Ronda Rousey is going to be on the verge of getting booed because unless this, she's like slaps a unless she slaps a hold on Stephanie, correct? That probably don't like or like you know hip tosses, um, uh, not hip tosses, but. Uh, Whatever, whatever he, she had did to uh, Triple H at uh, WrestleMania 31. I feel like the second they start moving Rousey a little bit faster than everyone wants, you know, her to be moved, his body get ugly, bad. I don't know, man. Like, maybe, like because that smiley maybe, baby face shit is not gonna go over yeah, well. That's true. I, I would say like they need to drop that and go with like she's the badass because like she is the badass. She can cook, kick all the women's asses in the locker room. So maybe like, why are they playing with it? Like, yeah, like, no one really wants to do the smiley baby face with her. Especially because, like, the bloom's off the road as far as that. Like, after that, after that whole thing with um, with Holly Holm and then getting her face rocked off her, off, getting her cheeks rocked off her face, like, it's, it's a, like, that. those days are over. Like, you need to come in here and just basically, you know, take lessons from your friend Shayna. Yes. Just start. You know, bearing down. I mean, like you ain't got to. I mean, you ain't got to like literally, like you know, be being being female Samoa Joe, but like or low key female Samoa Joe. But you need to come out here and be like, look, I'm here to kick all ass. You know, whatever else, get behind me or don't. Yes, I'm doing my thing. Yes, and I think, actually, I think, you know, actually try to make a, a, a baby face with attitude as opposed to you know, just say, talking about it. You yeah, know, I think. Um, that would be the best, um, you know, form of action for her to take down to the language, even like let her do a little bit more, be like to make it feel real. Mm-hmm. Like her shit should not be like scripted. I don't know how good her talking is. I don't think it's very good. We like we need like um, uh, we need face off Ronda Rousey, right? Like, not we, like, we don't we don't need interview Ronda Rousey where she's smiling, she's pretty and great smile and whatever, looks like a star and everything is all pristine. Nah, whatever. I, I need we to need walk like, that ring wall. We need face to face, like out, you know, face to face in the weight room. Or, or sorry, face to face, you know, like face off thing, you know, after the weigh in, like nah, in, I don't in the see draw, no smiling, yeah, that's like none of that, all that smiling shit. That's just for. Her. Like get that fuck, get that shit the fuck out of here. I'm not interested at all. I mean, this the thing is like, well, people. People are already like people are on the fence on it anyway, or probably more towards like being off, being off the fence and then on the fence. So like, you need to like do something better than what you've already put out on that one uh, appearance. Crazy. So let's go to a couple of these questions before we get up out of here. Um, so Kyle says, would it be better to do like the first brand split and have the brand exclusive pay-per-views on Simon says, I'm not interested, period. <laughs> oh, man. Um, he said, would it be better to do the first brand split and have the, ex- the brand exclusive pay-per-views on alternating months instead of all co-branded? I don't think so no. because then these storylines would be going on even longer. And and you know and given where they are right now and think about how they've done the brand split so far with the, with the when they had the pay per views when like 
SmackDown would have these long drops of weeks of or like Nothing six happening. weeks, seven weeks before pay per views, and they would do a whole, a whole like it's, <laughs> you know, like the Travis Scott and uh, the Travis Scott and, uh, and DJ Mustard said a whole bunch of love and a whole bunch of nothing. Like they do <laughs> a whole bunch of nothing. They'll just put it out there and just let it go out there and drown and tread water. So, nah, let it. They they def- desperately do not need that. They need to actually have a big event to actually like influence them towards actually like building it and giving a fuck and making TV interesting as opposed to oh well this is week six of this cool awesome great think of how think of how like the this is straight off coming off of what we went through from with Rob from uh, Survivor Series into Royal Rumble where like. It was nothing for what nine weeks, ten weeks. Essentially, yeah, yeah. Like, did that feel great to you? <laughs> no. Um, next question, also from Kyle. He said, "Is Jeff Jarrett really going to cement himself as the greatest finesser in professional wrestling his- history with a Hall of Fame induction?" Maybe I don't know, man. Jeff Jarrett. Uh, we were going to like do a whole show about Jeff Jarrett, which still may come. Um, you really want to do a whole a whole show about Jeff Jarrett? Just, I mean, I don't know, but <laughs> but Jeff Jarrett is a finesser of the utmost degree. Yes. I would agree, Kyle. I, I don't know anybody else who's been getting by for this long on that much ability. Uh, well, my question is: is uh, is height is height an ability? No. Height is a gift. Can't you can't teach that, as they used to say. I, I'm just I'm just asking because, uh, as we said, there's a guy that has won like seven or five or seven feuds, like worst feuds in a year, and like like where are these great cave matches. I mean, uh, I think Josh can uh, help you with that. Uh, I, I better go grab a uh, magnifying glass. <laughs> <laughs> and start looking through, the, and start looking through his uh, his profile DB. <laughs> yeah, man, Jeff Jarrett is. Yeah, Jeff um, Jarrett is just. It's not even that Jeff Jarrett is like bad. Is that he's just regular. Nobody has ever been given. Almost nobody has been given more for 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 so little. Like, I would love to. Admit, I would love to mention like Triple H is a one all time race cameras, but like. Triple H is like still one of the best workers, like of all generation, like he, of all WWE in, uh, yeah. in the company. Like, like what is like the great? Like, has he ever had like a, a really great match? I think you can say Shawn Michaels versus Jeff Jarrett from In Your House, but it's Shawn Michaels. Like, I mean, everybody had their best match with Shawn Michaels. And essentially, Shawn Michaels and Brett back in that era. So, like, okay, I mean. I said it like this. I think the best moments of Jeff Jarrett is a YouTube clip called Jeff Jarrett's Greatest Hits. Yeah. And if you haven't seen it, it will bring a smile to your face. Yeah, and all it is is like five-minute compilation of him just hit, whacking people over the head with guitars from WCW and I think a little bit of TNA. But I mean, but that's pretty much it. Like, yeah. I, I think some WC, WWF stuff, like when he hit Moolah, was in there too or yep. whatever. Uh, but yeah, like, that's all he has. Just they, real kind of like... Middle of the road, nothing excellent. He was a bottom. He was a bottom mid card guy. Yeah, I'm. I'm and not. I'm not like here for. Dude, and that dude was able to make you know whatever because of you know the situation he grew up in. Like he's able to start his own fed. The start they, being world champion. And, yeah. You know, getting tight with Vince Russo and. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Jeff Jarrett, everybody, and no, and no one like really kills him for it. Like really, like the people that like you think like. 
obviously because of Cornette and and, um, and Jerry's in uh, his dad's like situation or whatever, like he doesn't kill him. But like, if he didn't know, if Cornette didn't know him, Cornette would murder uh, Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> murder him every chance he got. I do no. He's the most do. Uh, he's one of the most do nothing motherfuckers ever in the history of of of, of the, uh, be like to have this kind of run. Like, why is he? Why would he be in the business for twenty five years? Why would that make any sense? Just, what is he brought to the game besides just mad money? regular. Scam motherfucker. Bruh. Scamming. The global, the global Force uh, uh, impact shit is one of the most ridiculous things I've ever heard in my life. Yes. This dude starts a company, leaves a company, um, makes a new, a different company, brings the company back into a fold, and then change, and was able to change the original company he left, changing, was going to change the name into it. How the fuck do you pull that off? <laughs> Absolute scammer. Finessing. King of finessing. And if he finesses himself into the Hall of Fame, Jeff Jarrett should literally walk out on the stage and be like, I'm here, and just walk off. And my question is, what what the fuck has he done to be a Hall of Famer besides the fact that, like, the bar for being a WWE Hall of Famer is so low? But, like, what, what was his best run in WWE? I guess when he started hitting the women. Great. Yeah. So when he was fighting, like, China, he set up to fight China and shit. I would get, yep. I, I would think that's it. Uh, he, Simon says, how are you a finesser and get played all at the same time? Only Jeff Jarrett can explain that. Uh, Simon. Hey, in the, in the words of Young Jeezy, it's all in the game. Free throws and fouls. <laughs> like, that's the best way to explain it. Like, you win some, you lose some, but you sometimes you got to charge it to the game. Like, that's the best way to explain it. Oh, man. But I guarantee he won a whole hell of a lot more than he ever lost because, Bruh. like, that shit... Like tell tell them the, this, this tell, man Jeff tell Jarrett. Tell them the story that Sierra told us about Jeff Jarrett. Oh my gosh! Tell them Jeff Jarrett apparently, and this goes to Jerry Jarrett. So yes, they didn't want Jeff working the territory. So what they did was sent Jeff to another territory and acted like he was not the son of Jerry Jarrett. Yeah, to scam folks into booking him. Yeah, was that all? That was pretty much the gist of it, and then, like, it somehow worked over, and then, like, I think eventually he does go to Memphis after that. I yeah. don't remember. Like, as a fucking honky-tonk motherfucker, like, I don't <laughs> Like, it's it, it, not like he's, like, the first honky-tonk motherfucker. Like, there was already the honky-tonk man. There was already, like, um... Oh, my God, I'm blanking a little bit. Like, I don't understand how the fuck this worked in the late 80s and the early There was 90s. already a Ric Flair. Yeah. There was already a Shawn Michaels. Yeah, and oh, that's not even the best part. Like, the fact that, like, during the steroids thing in 92, which, yeah, well, like, if Vince had went into the clink, the person that was going to actually run the company as the booker was going to be Jerry Jarrett. So his his dad was about to finesse Vince for, for WWE. Yeah, like, there's another one where Richard says that, um, that at house shows, Jerry would run, like, either, like, the B or the C house shows. Yeah. Would book them, and he was putting, he was putting, Jared, uh, Jeff over all the time. So, like, you hear the stories about, like, some goes bad, whatever else, Bruce, uh, Cornette, um, Ross, Patterson, they would get their ass reamed out. So, they said that, like, it was, I think it was Patterson and Pritchard and, and Vince and, um, and, 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 and Jerry, uh, Jerry, and then, like, drive out somewhere, and, like, word finally got back to Vince and what, what was happening. So, he's like, you're going to have a meeting. You're thinking, like, he's going to get his reamed out because, clearly, he's a fucking heel. Like, yep. he's a mid-card heel. Why the fuck is he winning so much? Yeah, in so, the main event or whatever. Or, yeah, or, or that, too. They don't all fucking, like, you know, see, paper, see how shows. So, they leave, and then Jerry, and then, like, 
there was an earshot where they can hear, like Patterson and either Patterson or Ross with uh, with Pritchard, and they can hear the conversation. And they can't hear nothing because it wasn't loud. It wasn't a screen fest. It wasn't no. He was getting motherfucked and nothing like yes. that. So they come back, and then uh, Jeff Jarrett. Like, I'm, I'm gonna do Pritchard's version of Jeff Jarrett of Jerry Jarrett's voice. He's like, I can't believe that he said so many mean things to me. And then, like, and then the main guy Pritchard's like, son of a bitch, he ain't say shit to you. You know what I'm talking about? Motherfucker, like this, over, or through an intercom, or, or over a headset. You mean to tell me that, like, come on, man, I hate that. Like, they're a whole, they're a whole family full of charlatans, snake oil salesmen, motherfuckers selling elixirs and shit. All right, check this out. So, Jeff Jarrett was out here in the early 2000s, out here coming up with the concept of doing a weekly pay-per-view wrestling promotion. Yes, every time we want to watch you, we have to pay. Every single time, James. What? And it fucking worked! <laughs> Look, I don't know, man. If Jeff Jarrett goes in the Hall of Fame... We will be back with more of these jokes, more of this clowning, and yes, I I I I died laughing when I when I heard the story that Jeff Jarrett might go into the Hall of Fame. Yeah, well, I mean, I guess the way I guess I got the segment off, but like you know, one of the best uh, I think the best way to leave it is the same thing we always do with with Jeff Jarrett is to talk about uh, the dude that I can't remember who it was, but the guy that was in uh, the Death of w, the Rise and Fall of WCW DVD, where um, where he says. Jeff Jarrett broke ninety five thousand guitars. Never drew a dime. <laughs> I think I think it's ten thousand guitars. Okay, ten thousand. I forgot the number. It was an absorbent amount of guitars. Yes. Uh, exuberant. I'm sorry, I can't even say the word. Exuberant. Yeah, exuberant amount of guitars. Yeah, there you go. Just an abundant amount of guitars. Oh, let's see what other questions we got here. Um, so uh, Simon said, uh, "Which WWE title will look worse?" Yes, Mike Graham. Uh, said that. Uh, which, ah. which WWE title will look the worst heading into the dual brand pay-per-views? During the first brand split, it was the World Heavyweight title. Well, this is an easy one. The one Roman isn't holding. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't think yeah. the WWE title is ever going to see the main event uh, again. <laughs> I mean, I'm, uh, I'm barring something weird. Them unifying the belts or some shit. Yeah, jeez. Uh, you can't unify the belts. You gotta keep the two belts. Like you really go, like because you know what's gonna happen. If you unify the belts. You know where we know where that belt's going. It's going. It's not I'm gonna be on SmackDown. Yep. Like, it's like okay, so these guys. It's like it's similar to the reason why like I have such an issue with Raw. It's like okay, so these guys are all fighting each other. Um, and the opportunity is to eventually get a hold of Brock Lesnar in three four months. Cool. Like, so you got to go through all this stuff just for opportunity to. Like he's saying song, like he's that high on the fucking mountain, huh? Well, right. yeah, I'd rather just go to SmackDown. They just come out with a list for the opportunity, <laughs> you know. <laughs> uh, so let's see. Uh, Brian says, will the lower <laughs> mid card pay per view, will the lower mid carders get pay per view time ever again if they choose to make the dual brand pay per views top heavy? Um, probably not. Maybe one person, maybe like one act or one match gets on like that, maybe. Yeah, uh, I think we're going to be well, going into a situation where there are three matches. Actually, I'll say two matches. i say two matches because of the, the four hours. If it was three hours, then I'd probably say maybe one. They'll probably use a match. They'll, they'll do a hot opener, put it on some bullshit, and then do the bullshit before the main event again. <laughs> 
I don't know why they insist on doing that. Just I, if it was me doing a show, I'd want to go like this. Like <laughs> yeah, for people for people that are because it's a it's an audio medium. Correct. Uh, he going up a mountain. Yeah, he basically put a like a forty five degree angle upward, upward, like you know, as if it's a steady progress upward, as opposed to you know, up and down, and up and down, and up and down. Yeah. Yeah. Um, last question. Uh, Jeremy says, "Who do you want to win the cruiserweight tournament?" James, I don't know if you've seen any of these matches yet uh, for the cruiserweight tournament, but I have not. But I heard it really good. It's been really good. Um, I I want Cedric Alexander to win uh, because I think Cedric Alexander is a great wrestler. Uh, but I think you can also get behind the idea of Roderick Strong. You can get behind. Um, let me see who else uh, won their match. They had Mark Andrews win. Um, they had uh, TJP win. They also Was had. Dunn there? Pete Dunn was not on there. No. Okay. Tyler Bate was on there, but he lost in the first round. Dude. TJP. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Alrighty then. Um, I don't know. I for me it's Cedric. Uh I think he's just athletically spectacular. I don't know if he can talk like that yet, but I remember hearing a couple things from him uh, that were pretty good. I think Drew Gulak has a lot of fans out there, especially he's not doing the uh, corny politician gimmick. Jack Gallagher is about to come back next week serious with wrestling gear on, so that's going to be interesting. Like, he's ditching the suit. He's not going to fight this no more? Nope. Is he a face again? Who knows? <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, we'll see uh, what, how, how they show how they decide to uh, show it. I actually want to, I need to watch that Tony Nese and Drew Gulak match. I heard it was really good. Uh, Drew was super aggressive. Nice was like excellent as you know athletically like he's always been um but yeah man 205 live is pretty lit right now so if you guys haven't seen it make sure you guys check it out uh but i think that's gonna wrap up the show james oh i don't know if we have anything else on here yeah i really don't know i think um i think we should do unless there's something big that happens over the over during the week um i think we should probably do a black panther um podcast then yeah, yeah. We so. don't know who hasn't seen Black Panther yet, so yeah. we didn't, we didn't want to go too much into it. Let you enjoy it. Let you wear your costumes. Let you wear you know whatever you want out there and enjoy it. But uh, it's it's Killmonger session on this side, bro. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I ain't got nothing to say. Yeah. You, so I ain't got nothing to say. I don't know what you're looking at me for. Yeah, man. <laughs> um, so make sure you guys check out the rest of the lineup on the Social Suplex Podcast Network. Uh, Tuesday, uh, d- uh, you're going to have Keeping It Strong Style with Josh and Jeremy. Um, you're also going to have the Ricky and Clive show all the way from Scotland. And the SMC Podcast will eventually release another show. Um, what else do we have going on? Oh, YouTube coverage, covering the Mixed Match Challenge all five, all the weeks. So uh, by the time it's over, you'll have a nice little playlist. Uh, thank you to all the new subscribers on the YouTube channel. If you are looking for the YouTube stuff, I'm going to eventually start making these videos. I'm waiting for uh, these shirts to get printed. Um, but I'll be doing, like, videos for YouTube, like, uh, you know putting my my face with the words right now i'm just putting you know some audio stuff up right now um but yeah we're gonna try to get that cracking but that's going to wrap it up pretty much for one nation radio this week or one nation live um all-star game tonight james uh i can't even say who you got east or west because they've decided the east is taking so many beatings and they got to help lebron out even more so they've rigged the all-star format to, to help him compete well, not really, because everybody on his team got hurt, or half everybody on his team got hurt, and they replaced with East All Stars. God's plan. 
I mean, you want to talk about gospel? You want to talk about the music videos that, that popped out? Sure. So, like, uh, the Kendrick Lamar, All the Stars was, was SZA, and then the uh, and then Drake's got Plant. Like, I think those are two very, very uh, positive, uplifting, fantastic uh, music videos. Loved like, them. Like I saw, like I saw uh, God's Plan and him had money to those, to those families, and like I literally had to hold back tears. I was so I I was it, it was really it was great. That was one of the things he did. Like for a person that's a dire Florida State fan that hates Miami with University of Miami with every family of his being and. Um, Knowing that, like, he was in Overtown, which is so many miles away from the actual Coral Gables campus of University of Miami. Like, I could have picked that apart and talked all the shit, but, like, it was so great that he did that. And it was wonderful. Shout out to Drake. Even if even if it may have been, like, an NCAA violation, putting the University of Miami on there, that's advertising. You know, we don't know what palms were greased or anything like that. So, uh, you know. I won't. I won't drop no dimes for the NCAA. NCAA. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely enjoyed the video a lot, um, and I, I liked the song the first second I heard it. The first time I heard it a couple months ago, video only confirmed it. I liked. The, I liked the song, but I thought I was like, oh, that's not like that's not a. I don't think that was good enough to be a Drake single. Like, I wasn't moving like it was like it wasn't like. Please hold on, we're coming home. It wasn't like freaking uh, uh, one dance or anything like that, but like. The video is so great that it's like, all right, well, the video makes the video makes the song even better than it enhances the song. So whatever, this is his job. All the stars is like visually just stunning. Like I didn't I see know. that one. You haven't seen it? It's incredible. <laughs> like all of the freaking working sets are just so great. Like there's pan, there's actual like Panthers on by it, and it, like it has all this like all this African uh, artwork involved in it, and like it's just so like colorful and beautiful and. It's fantastic. Um, so yeah, like shouts out to you know I guess the one or two guys in the in the rap game for, for, for putting out great music videos. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, eventually, I'll, eventually, Kendrick, like, I, I you know because what because uh, of how good Black Panther was and um, the way you've been on me about the Black Panther soundtrack. Eventually, I'll get to it. Yeah, uh, I'll actually make it a point to actually listen to it this week. That in the in the damn album. You know, I don't know if you haven't heard Damn. I haven't done Damn album. I haven't done To Pimp Butterfly either. Like, like look. No, I'll check out. I'm I'll, not even saying I'll, To Pimp Butterfly. Look, not even, look, 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 listen. Like, like, look. You, there is nothing you can do to actually move me to listen to any other uh, rap past 2015 unless it's like, unless it's something like it, I deem uh, important. Like, the Black Panther thing, I'll check out or whatever. Like, but there's only like maybe like a handful of music that I've heard. Damn of, is like, the like, best like, rap album since Paper Trail. Damn is a five mic album. I don't think to Pimp Butterfly is. I've heard, look, I've heard the same things. It still don't move me. <laughs> like, I don't care. Like, I have like, yeah. Like, I've heard, like, the J. Cole albums, I haven't heard those either. Like, last one I heard was, uh... Hey, here was, Family Music Life, though. So, yeah. so yeah, you know, I, look, if you if you want to check out, you know, some real hip-hop, and, and, you, don't, and you don't want, you don't want, you know, your favorite artists all up in the, you know, and their producer all up in the videos, you know, you can stream Rich Ladd of Family Music Life right now on Apple Music and Tidal and everywhere else you get your music. So, um... That's gonna wrap it up. I'm gonna check out this uh, this this Tony Nice and uh, Drew Gulak match. I want to see how how they had this man out here looking this week. They say they had him looking psycho. So we'll see how it all goes. But thank you guys for rocking with us this week on One Nation Live. Make sure you check out all the other shows and keep showing us love in the reviews, in the comment sections, in your ratings, and all that. And if you're going to New Orleans, let us know so we can all meet up. Peace. Later. <laughs>